0: Welcome back to Turf Talk. Now, we have had a little bit of time off. It's been a while. We've not done anything since Cheltenham. And the reason being was, of course, I thought the podcast was over. Completely and utterly finished after a certain Sky Pirate won at the Cheltenham Festival. I thought, that's me done with racing. We're never bringing it back. No Turf Talk ever again. Jim, though, Jim, said, OK, I understand. But we had a good thing going. So why don't just, I'll let you pick one thing, one thing that will bring Turf Talk for, back for, in case it ever happens. Just, just on the off chance, in case people want to start doing it, I thought, easy. I'll say, I'll only ever start doing Turf Talk again if single-farm payment outbattles someone. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, we've not spoke about the Cheltenham Festival yet, so we will do a little bit of talking about that. And there's a fairy house at Easter meeting to try and find some winners at as well this weekend. Jimmy, you're glad to be back.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's good to be on the other end of the line. There's been a lot of messaging between the both of us, but nice to actually hear your voice in person. A cracking Cheltenham Festival, the sun's shining, Aintree's on the horizon, and there's so much to look forward to in the upcoming weeks. And hopefully we can uh, pick you a few winners to make your bank holiday even better.
0: Hi, uh, and I guess we'll just go back to Tottenham, look, it's over two weeks ago now, well, two and a half weeks or so ago now, from when we were recording this. Uh, I guess on the first day, highlights being appreciated, absolutely rocked home in the Supreme, Shishkin's arco performance on Honeysuckle, gaining her uh, well-deserved champion hurdle victory.
1: Yeah, obviously kick-starting the card, appreciate it, absolutely lit up the division. Absolutely romping home in that victory and uh, sort of kicked a good festival off for many of the punters and um, it, it was nice to see him put a fair amount of distance between the, to, between the others. Of course, we mentioned in the build-up it was disappointing, but uh, for me that was one of the main performances of the week. Shishkin's jumping uh, was superb, of course, with uh, the drop out of Inergamine. It obviously left the race wide open for him, but all an mankind and Captain Guinness took each other on fairly early on and almost set the race up, and Eldorado Allen um, was once again looking at the backside of Shishkin. So um, I nothing really of note of Shishkin. Uh, Honeysuckle, once again at the Cheltenham Festival, was given an inch-perfect ride by Rachel Blackmore. I was very, very impressed with the ride on this. The money came for her, um, and she put distance and daylight between... Her rivals, um, absolutely galloping so strongly through the line, and I, you can't not be impressive, uh, impressed with what honeysuckle did. Um, the obvious disappointment in that was Goshen who just hung up very badly, and, and obviously since coming after that, they're never going to Cheltenham them again, which I thought was an odd decision. Uh, and Epiton just never really seemed to have her spark in, in any part of the race. He you, you always felt that Honeysuckle was going to find more, and uh, Richard Blackmore travelled on the best horse and won comfortably in the end. And um, I'd be interested to see what they do with her next season. Do they chance the ram over fences or keep her over hurdles? I don't know, but whatever, whatever they do do with her, she's an absolute superstar. And uh, Them three main performances on the first day were um, all three highlights of, of the week, really. Yeah, uh,
0: appreciate it for me. Look, uh, I think we spoke on the podcast, all three of us thought he was going to win. Uh The market did kind of go the way we predicted. We, we kind of felt like people would start coming back round to him after about a month's worth of slagging on Twitter. Very, very well supported on the day. Went off odds on and won like an odds on favourite. Should do. He's very, very smart. Blue Ward won a fantastic race as well. Would have been second. He's a really, really nice long-term prospect to go chasing with next season. Shishkin did what Shishkin should have done, obviously. No inertia, you mean, a little bit of an easier task. All mankind, you know, had one bullet and it didn't really fire. Uh, look, Shishkin is the one they'll all have to beat in the champion chase next season. A couple of big shouts from the podcast as well. Obviously, we had Liam Dye on as our Tuesday guest. He put up Vintage Clouds, who returned a big price winner in the Ultima. I put up Black Tears at 33s back in January as well, so if anyone got on when uh, uh, when I first said that, that, that's a nice little payday for you there. Just uh, holding off Concertista. Honey Suckle, just the best hurdler around, she's fantastic. I keep her over hurdles personally, I don't see why you'd go chasing, because everything's got to be improved. Pastor, I think Appreciate it will go chasing, I think Bob Ollinger will go chasing. So I don't really see what could come out and beat her. Uh, the last two races, big surprise with Jeff Kidd winning an 80 12, although I don't think it's the most mental 80 one shot you'll ever see, to be fair. Looking at his back form and re-watching his one at Christmas, in hindsight, maybe the 80s was a little bit generous. I'm not going to you know, be an after-time and say, oh, I spotted that. I didn't. But, look, the case was there if, if you were willing to look for it. So, well done to anyone who found Jeff Kinn and St. Sam. He's a good, probably low 140s horse and then another consistent race. And a really good finish to the National Hunt Chase. I wanted to get Galvin beat. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> saw the trip out very, very well. Peter Skari, a 10, who was another horse who I wasn't certain about seeing on the trip. He proved me wrong there. And next destination, three really nice stayers as well. And uh, I think next destination might be a Ladbrokes Trophy type next season. The other two in Ireland, you'd assume, Uh We'll have their uh, seasons revolving around the
1: national next year. Yeah, I, I agree. National and Chase was a really enjoyable race this year. I thought it was a right good scrap up front between the three main horses, and um, it was good to good to see Galvin get in front because he, pr- he proved me wrong as well. I, I was adamant he wouldn't stay, and uh, he stayed all day. It'd be interesting to see what they do from in from here. Would you reckon national next year for him? That'd be the route, wouldn't it? You know, it's it's they to be Finden
0: in the same mm. course. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd be almost certain that that will be the uh, aim for 2022. Uh, on the Wednesday, Jim Bob Olinger blew his opposition away in the Ballymore beating I'd do many. a brave man's game. The big, fo- the big three in the market were the first three home, and in the uh, and in the order the market suggested as well, Monkfish. I think he's worse for another season, but he got the job done uh, in a rather awkward running of the Brown advisory, put the kettle on, fantastic finish, and she got the job done extended her fine Cheltenham record to win the champion chase. I was very, very, very wrong about Tiger Hole, and the bumper lined up a good race as well in her, with Sir Gerhard just holding off Kilcroft.
1: Yeah, I think Wednesday was possibly my favourite day. Um, Bob Ollinger was very, very impressive, and, and that um, jockey cam footage on Rachel Morris. She was just coming around the bend to eyeball Brave Man's Game and she was absolutely cantering. Um and Bob Allinger absolutely hosed up in the end and looks a serious, serious prospect. And I, I was disappointed about Blue Lord when he got beaten six and a quarter, uh, six and a half lengths behind him at Nace. And now looking at it, that was no mean feat. Um, it, I, 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 I'm fascinated to see where he goes next. I think he's an absolute machine. I'd love him to go over fences. Um, I think they'll keep each other away from him and appreciate it. Uh, and even the step up to three miles for Bob Ollinger wouldn't, wouldn't put you off that just yet. Because the ex- he travels with ultimate ease. He's not keen or anything. Um, he has a very good ability to settle. And, and he has got the gears to, t- to go at a quicker pace as well. So I, I am a big fan of Bob Ollinger. I agree with Lewis, Monkfishy's um, performance was probably the worst we've seen from him, uh, his jumping was a bit risky, um, the loose horse sort of affected him at the last, and he just got the job done, it, I think everyone ran scared from him in this, and if there was anything that was probably, um, I, I think Latest exhibition would have finished closer to him than he has before. Um and I think that's just on his jumping, and maybe on the day he wasn't as good as what he has been all year. Fiddler on the Roof ran an absolute stormer, Um, and the Tizard pair finished second and third. The Fiddler on the Roof, I think, uh, is going to Aintree, and I can imagine him next season being a Hennessy-type horse as well, uh, as Lewis mentioned, for Next Destination. Um, I think the handicappers had a fair say, though, about him. Um, Put the kettle on in the champion chase. What a really exciting race this was. A, a lot of people, and probably me myself, even though I, I'd look to try and get Shaq on beat, um, sort of thought that it was going to be a runaway winner of the race. And, and to be honest, it, it provided one of the best finishes of the week. Um, Aidan Coleman gets on so well, we've put the kettle on round Cheltenham. Um, just jumped for fun. So game out in front, and nothing could ever get past. And Bay Negro. maybe just... Uh, was held in for a bit of trap position at some time, and um, maybe that could have affected the result a bit. But I always felt like put the kettle on, was going to find more no matter what else uh, came to her. Chacon travelled like a dream and just didn't find up the hill, um, which was disappointing. And I do think Chacon's a better horse than that. Um, just folded tamely in the final 50 yards. And <laughs> my boy Grenadine, for a brief minute, I got slightly excited at the fact he was going to win. He carried um, New Bay Negra, uh, into a, a, a difficult position and, and, and made it awkward for him to come round. but Grenatine just kept finding on the outside and I thought was given a, a tremendous ride by Harry Cobden in the end. So Royal was I think was unfortunate I think he would have probably either been first or second in this if he hadn't nearly been brought down by and um, badly, badly hampered um, with three out and kept on very gamely in the end to, to finish as close as he did and uh, I thought that was a really, really good performance and a, a really, really nice race in general. Like Louis said, I, I was blown away by Tiger Roll, but it was one of them where I didn't mind being wrong. Um, Tiger Roll is a, a, just a unique specimen. Um, we haven't really seen a horse necessarily like him before, and he's on a serious roll, pardon the pun. Um, it's gutting he's not in the national, but maybe we'll see him in the Irish National I I wouldn't like to see him in the Betway Bowl Um, I'd quite like to see him on Monday uh, and maybe we'll talk about him later and Easy's Land was slightly disappointing uh, in that and Sir Gerhard in the bumper another enterprising ride by the woman the person of the week in fact uh, who stole the show a superb ride dictated it was like watching a bumper round uh, you toxied her on a Monday afternoon. She set the fractions, made all, quick round the bend, and absolutely flew home in the end to beat Kilcrupp. I can see Sir Gerhard being the supreme horse next year. Kilcrupp probably being more of a Ballymore. Ellis Bell absolutely flew home late on. Uh, she'll, she's, I think she's going to Aintree, uh, which I think will be the right decision. Um, she won't have Kilcrupp and uh, Sir Gerhard there. Um, but another enterprising ride, and uh, what an exciting day Wednesday was when you look back at it, and I might have to watch all the f- finishes again.
0: Yeah, a couple of questions I'd just like to post to you, Jim. They say two miles, two furloughs. Round Cheltenham over hurdles, who wins Bob Ollinger? Or I appreciate
1: it. Two miles, two. Oh. I think Bob Ollinger, but I, don't th- I, th- I think it would only be a length half the length. I, I couldn't put much to to it. It'd be on jumping.
0: Fair enough, mate. I think I'd slightly side with appreciate it, but it would be very, very tight for me. I think <laughs> I was gonna say can make excuses for monkfish. Uh lots didn't go his way, Eclat the rear, who probably would have ended up being the biggest threat you came down uh, midway through the race and then provided a bit of a nuisance when he was loose. He got the job done as he needed to do, like a 4-1 shot should have done, and he's still uh, a leading candidate for the Gold Cup next season. The champion chase was a good race. I got it wrong. I thought Sheffield-Possois would have no problem with the hill, and he travelled like he should not have any problem with the hill. And... I'm not certain whether it was a trap completely. I'm not sure I've found that little anywhere else as well. I don't want to say too bad to be true, but yeah, just a little bit of a bizarre, a bizarre finish. He he came to win these race, and then just petered out so we, so quickly that I, I would like to see him again before I decided. Uh, for certain that he, that
1: Cheltenham wasn't his track. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree. I think if it was at Leopardstown, Punchestown, Aintree, you name it, I don't think he would have won the air. Uh, n- neither of them tracks, sorry. I, I just think it was a big off day for Shaquan. And it was unfortunate that it was at a track that he hasn't made his debut at and he had question marks against.
0: I have consistently underrated, underestimated put the cow. on. Uh, I'd have sent it to the mayor's Chase if she were mine. I thought, she'd, I, I thought she, I thought she was going to get spanked in this. Uh, fair play to her. Henry de Brom had a fantastic week, and she's such a likable and tough little mare. And she is now the champion chaser. New uh confirmed what he did at Kempton over Christmas was no fluke. Fantastic running second. Uh, Jim, you were two lengths off with your sixty-six to one anti-post pick <laughs> And
1: If only I uh, had sixty-six to one prior the race. I only had 33s. Um, in the end and and that was to win and not each way Um, slightly agonising but a cracking performance by Grenatine and I think next season we'll see him even better he's only he's only seven you forget Um, and I know I'll put the kettle as well but I still think it was the first time this season i would seen him settle and Maybe that's because they were going a proper grade one gallop instead of a five. I know he's running grade ones early on in the season, but five runner affairs. This was a properly, strongly run champion chase, and maybe that just suited him slightly. Um, hopefully next season he'll have learnt a bit more and he'll settle better and grown up slightly. Yeah, completely, mate. Like
0: uh, I said, the cross-country tiger, all one of the most impressive performances of the, of the week. I thought he was finished. I thought everything he'd done really... Uh, over the past 18 months was suggestive of a regressive horse. I did want to be against Easy's Land. You know, my original each way dirty scumbag pick Potter's Corner was ruled out. So I I did end up backing the French horse for small stakes. But yeah, the Tiger, just fantastic. Looked right back to his best. Would you, would you run him in the bowl or the Irish National?
1: Irish National. Oh, I'd go bowl Because I think it would break my heart slightly if he was to win at Aintree and it wasn't in the National. I
0: think I the think, no, it'd be, I think it would be even worse if he won the Irish National.
1: Because then you think he could have won the handicap of that weight. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I, think, I get you. I think it's more the fact that it would be at Aintree that would break me.
0: But look, fair play to everyone involved with the horse. I got that badly... Badly wrong, and I'd agree with what Jim said about the bumper, Kilcrut. I think they're both two fantastic prospects, but Kilcrut is more of a staying type to go hard. Very speedy, very forward, and another great ride from Rachel Blackmore. I think the ride of the week came in the Coral Cup. Richie Condon on Heaven Help Us. Oh, yeah. F- fantastic from the front. Uh, and a, a fantastic uh, Winford uh, Greyhound trainer, Paul Hennessy. And. Yeah. We have to mention, of course, our arch enemy Sky Pirate, who did go and win the Grand Daniel, just about holding off the fast finishing in Tucus. I text Jim in the morning saying Sky Pirate looks overpriced at sixteen. Jim said, Don't do that to yourself, so I didn't do that to myself. And in not doing to it and in
1: not doing that to myself, I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and Tukas has broke many people's hearts as well. He's becoming a frustrating horse to follow in these big handicaps. People thinking he's a, he's the plot job and uh, short head away from victory. Here. And an honorary mention to Iblio I, I thought he ran arguably his career best in this. Well
0: um, oh, I, I think this was a well, well, well up to scratch race. The first, the first three home, well, Sky Pirate and Iblio are borderline graded class. And Tukas Shuley is closer to a 150 horse than a 153 horse. And on the slopes, Oz
1: always had a big run in him off his mark. Mm. Yeah. Ibleo, the way he was positioned, he was towards the back, which is often a way that we don't see him ridden. Uh, he's normally fairly prominent. Uh, coming around the bend, I thought he looked slightly beat. A few jumping errors as well in there. And he stayed on really strongly late on to finish third. And, I, and I'd upgraded Leo's performance for that. And I hope that they look for some I'd just try his hand in Grady Company towards the end of the season. Fair enough, mate. Uh, the Thursday. Well
0: Auvoilein.
1: Dreams were broken.
0: Dreams were broken. Chantry House ended up winning the marsh. But that that was not the headline. Auvoilein. She was keen early. He did look like he was over jumping a few. And then the and then on the home straight on the first circuit, just I, I don't know what happened. I'm glad I was not on course, mate. <laughs> I am glad I am not on course. But Shantry House was the one to get the job done. Uh, the Coral Cup, Mrs. Milner, had looked a little bit plotty all season, really. I think that's fair to say. Got the job done for Paul Nolan and Brian Cooper beating the Bosses Oscar under a big weight, and Jordan Gainford in second. The Ryanair Jim, I think effort of the week, I think he's I think he's now the joint highest rated horse in training, Aloho. So who again, it was a horse who I'd said quite a lot of, not mean things about this season, but I, I did have my doubts. I liked what he did at Furless. It was the first time I'd ever been impressed by him. Uh, you'd be brain dead not to be impressed by what he did at Chotlam. Absolutely. Ran the asses off his opposition, broke Min early, and nothing able to get anywhere close to him. Fantastic in the Ryanair. Florian Porter, another fantastic front-running effort as well, to take the stairs. The uh, Shunter got the bonus in the plate. Mount Ida, one of the rides of the week, in the Kimior, and De Bromhead and Blackmore domination continued on Tell Me Something Early in the Mayor's always hurdle, there were so many stories.
1: Yeah, Thursday often brings up these stories and of course the agonizing last leg of that fella's bet um, that he cashed out to kudos to him for even having somewhat of 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 anything even near a nice bet like that. Um good job he did cash out. Did it did did were you relying on violin for anything? I was, yes. I'm I was quiet, as well. Unquiet, it would have, it would, yeah.
0: it, it was, it was the biggest. It would have been the biggest win, wind inside I've ever had.
1: Yeah, same here. What, um, <laughs> um, what were you like after the race? Um, I, I think my mum and dad left me alone for about thirty minutes. 40 minutes. Like, we watched, is, mate, we watched the next race, but like I didn't speak a word. I didn't say anything.
0: I, I was surprisingly. I was surprisingly philosophical about it.
1: I was, I was glad he got up. That was the most important thing for me. And as soon as I saw him galloping away, because Keith Donahue did a tremendous job to jump over him, because it, 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 it could have got sticky if Keith Donahue didn't uh, think on his feet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but g- genuinely, if, if you'd have said to me, you'll be riding on violin and he'll fall, I'd have thought I'd have been distraught. But I I, I was su- I was surprised at how I, you know I, I I just text you know my mates and my other not that's the game mm. that's the game and look it, it was a game and Shanty House was the winner Sham Blues uh, I, I I saw people on Twitter after suggesting that they they think Harry didn't realise on violin was gone and that they just tried to. Uh, almost slipped the field a little bit. It didn't work. He's better than his shoulder.
1: Yeah. And, and, and a steering for Longs runner a cracker as well, um, which was great to see. Um, Chatham Street, Lad finished fourth, and then he went and backed up the other day at Limerick over three mile one, which was a, a superb training performance by Mick Winters as well. Um, a disappointing race, but... Um, it, it, I can't deny it. We were lacking of the champion envoy, we wanted a bit another big performance of the week, but these things happen and, and Chantry House was there to pick up the pieces. Um, the the of the race I've never really cared about and um even the fact that I had a strong fancy in it this year, I was disappointed with how he ran. He travelled into the race with consummate ease and Mrs. Milner also did the same and, but just had a better turn of foot. Um on to the Ryanair Aloha, just words cannot describe where this performance has come from because I had him way behind a few of these and I was absolutely puzzled why the money was coming from others, but he strung them out and led them all a merry dance, led after the second fence, and he made a few, I wouldn't say errors, he was just wasn't as fluent, but I tell you what, when he got going, he was miles in front, and Lewis mentioned it earlier on, he broke Min, and, well, they were all just lying in wake, and made a bit of an error at the last, and if people cast their minds back to last year's RSA, um, they both made a slight error at the last, and I thought, Fakir Dudari needs to have some serious, serious engine to get back up here, and uh, Aloha just kept finding more over this distance, and um, I thought it was a really good run by Fakir, and a really good run by Tornado Flyer as well, I know they were beating a fair amount of distance, but Fakir Dudari's a... Solid, consistent horses, uh, horse at this sort of event. Um, and 10 out of 10 for Alaho and another amazing ride by Rachel Blackmore. Lewis, have you got anything else to add on the ride
0: eh
1: uh, Yeah, look, I, when I see a performance like
0: this, I, you know, I, I think the first thing to do after you, appreciate how good it is, is, just, is to try and look for reasons why it couldn't be replicated. And I'm, I'm kind of struggling to find them. What Alaho did at, at Furless was a similar enough style of running. You know, tanked along in front, Ellie May ranged up sides, then Al- alaho, uh asserted more again on the running. Like I said, that, that was the first time I kind of understood what sort of horse Alaho was. But I thought, going into this, he may have been done for something with a turn of foot. And I think that is still possible. I think if alaho has to try and out-sprint someone, Uh, that's where his vulnerability lies. However, you just wouldn't let him get into that position if you were riding him, would they? Because he he, he clearly stays further than two and a half miles. He was finding at the finish, you know, if if you were a jockey up against him, you'd be be thinking, well, let's try and make sure he doesn't get an easy lead. But in doing that, that could be your race lost if you lose that battle. And you are likely to lose that battle uh I think it's the best effort we've seen over jumps this season. I'd agree with that you know uh, the official handicappers' rating of it uh Jeff, everything is his to lose from now on everything is his to lose proper animal
1: yeah, yeah, really good performance and another good performance um after the, in in the rating the after that sorry was the stays hurdle um an inch perfect ride by Danny Mullins and um, made all set the tempo was basically unchallenged and he was absolutely cantering and I talked through this race on the preview about how the distance between the second last and the last and how much um, Jonathan Moore would have to think but <laughs> Danny Mullins has finished second multiple times and and um, how much time you've got between them. And he used his experience to just not go too soon because if he had, he, he might have thrown his chances away. And he waited and waited and waited, and then he pounced, and nothing could stop him. the Burley ran an absolute storm to finish second. This time of year, at Cheltenham, seems to see him to his best effect. Paisley Park was slightly disappointing. Looking at the uh, race back, I think... Fitness and sharpness was what lost in the race. Um, He hadn't run since December, and I think he's not the horse that he used to be, and I think he needs a bit of match fitness going into certain races now. I know he had a hard race at Ascot, but there's a reason why the Rendlesham's there, and I think maybe he should have used that as a prep towards this race. I think he just looked. The wheels were turning, and he was wanting to go but he just couldn't. I think I think his fitness edge was just slightly off, and I think that might see him in better effect at Aintree and possibly even give us a better price uh, for him. It was slightly disappointing to see from him. Um, I haven't got a lot more to add on this race, apart from Florin Porter who was given an excellent ride and his, the new up-and-coming star in the division, and it would be interesting to see where he rates with time, have fay Lock holmes
0: I'm not sure about whether Pencil Park wasn't quite at his best. I've, I, I can appreciate that he, he may have been a little bit ring rusty, uh, but what, what he's done is he's bumped into a very, very progressive winner in Florida. who I, I thought he got a very easy lead at Leopardstown over Christmas, and I wasn't sure about whether he'd be able to replicate that. He, he does, and I take this literally this from. He's now the king of the staying hurdlers. Said a Burley loves it at Cheltenham and was great in second as well. That's that's probably the level, the level he is really. I'm not, I don't. He's officially rated 160. That's about where I'd have him. Don't think he's he can run to much higher than that. But in this current crop, that puts him bang there with the best. I think Paisley Park had every chance. You know. His flat spot just seemed to last longer than normal. And whether that was a lack of match sharpness or age, I'm not sure. He's still clearly the best of British, you know, albeit there weren't too many of them in here. I, I'm, I can't say for certain uh, about he, him and Time Hill, really, about who I'd have thought I would have won on this showing between the pair of them, because you know Paisley's run, the flaws in Paisley's game looked to be fractionally larger than normal. You know, we know he hits his flat spot, and his flat spot lasted longer, and he wasn't able to quicken as often as he uh, as as easily as he has done before. Decent effort from from him, though. I think it was an all right renewal of the stairs hurdle. And yeah, well done to Gavin Cromwell. He's he's got a proper, proper decent one in his hands, much improved.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um I'm I'm interested to see the line up at Aintree, I think Paisley versus Timehill we might get to see. Um it would be sporting of Gavin Cromwell to bring him over, wouldn't it? It would. It
0: would anything on the last
1: three races, Jim. Um the shunter summed up horse racing uh, in one clear. Swoop, having been disqualified for non-trying a couple of months ago to then go and win the 100 grand bonus, uh, says it all. Um, Mount Ida, Lewis mentioned it early on. One of the rides, if not the the ride of the week, um, not jumping well at the back. Completely looked out of love with the game uh, and sigh through rivals. I I noticed Mount Ida fairly early on because I was not just looking for musical slave who was ploughing his way through every single fence and continuing to, for me to fall off the cliff with him. Um, and he, he danced past him, and as soon as she come round the home bend, I thought, she's, gosh, she's absolutely cantering here, and, and she absolutely holds up. And um, Yeah, I, I, tipping and fancies-wise, Thursday was probably the worst day, but um, it was quite enjoyable to watch in the end.
0: Yeah, Jim summed it up perfectly about the shunter. Uh, when he won the Greatwood, we, we had a little bit of a moan, didn't we, Jim? Neither of us really like that sort of school of the game. But look, the system is there to be exploited. Uh, uh, Emmett Mullins has exploited it very well. That good to see Jordan Gainford a winner at the festival. He's a very, very, very good jockey. Fire class. Yeah, so another handicap second to me this week. I've had, I had an absolute stink with them, I think. Well, I don't think I picked a handicap winner, but I I, I had a horse placed in almost every race, and it was getting painful towards the end of it. uh, Royal Cajala, who I was quite keen on for the mesmovi hurdle finished lane, so there was a viable excuse for her there. But tell me something girl, last seen finishing third to Heaven Helpers in that Dublin Racing Festival handicap, absolutely danced up uh, to break the William Mullins Stranglehold on the Dawn Run Magic Day's making it a 1-2 uh, for De Bromhead there. And like, like Jim said, Mount Ida was so far behind and walked in such discomfort early on. But Jack Kennedy nursed her through the race, and really, she's won with so much in hand there. I don't think it was a great race. I think we both said that on the podcast, you know, Shantou Flyer and hold out third and fourth. Cloudy Glenn, who, again, this sounds very after-timing because I, I don't think I said it on the podcast or wrote about it, but he would have been my number two behind Musical Slave, and I went for Musical Slave. Uh, ran it, bounced back to form in second. Uh, so, again, another one I was a little bit fuming with myself for. She's out this weekend, now, right, Ira, back down mm-hmm. in trip, but looked, looked, looked like she wants this sort of test. Mm, uh, yeah. interesting and the Friday Jim uh, a competitive renewal on paper of the Triumph didn't really pan out the way people thought it would do Quilixios very impressive in beating uh, Adagio and Art on color. Uh, the county hurdle went to Belfast Banter a little bit of an outsider fantastic run Inferred from King Milkwood, who did hit in the front. Petty Moushwa, what a done He is He's second as well. That in terms of enjoyment I've got from the race, that was probably uh, very close to the top of my festival. I reckon, but I don't think you'd have got as much enjoyment, to be fair, as mu- about out of as much as Vanillier eh, winning the Albert Bartlett. Forty to one he was when he put him, put him up on the podcast on the preview. Went in at fourteen to one, and really there was never a moment's doubt. The Cheltenham Gold Cup Minella Rindo. Bounced back from a disappointing run in the Irish Gold Cup to take the biggest race of the season. Another 1-2 for the Head with Aplutar. Album Foto couldn't complete the hat trick. He was third. The Fox Hunters. Adam Webb gave a little bit of a mention to Pawlock Bay uh, on the preview podcast. But for Adrian, he wasn't sure whether he was going to stay. He did, and just edged <laughs> out Billaway in what was probably the tightest finish of the week. Uh, Staker Wallace in late night pass, third and fourth as well, late night pass was put up each way at 25s on the poddies. You've got a bit of that, so not not a poor bit of each way money there if you fancy them. In the last two races, Col uh my darling girl, Col Reevey, I absolutely love this mare, and I screamed her home to be Ellie May uh, to win the first ever Paddy Powers mare's chase. And Willie Mullins, I mean. After a week of dominance for Henry de Bromhead, <laughs> he still ended up going to William Mullins, the top trainer's championship. It didn't seem like he deserved it. It seemed like Henry deserved it, to be fair, especially getting the big three. That's not how the game works. Gallop de and Sean O'Keefe winning the Marty Pipe, Langer Dan, not quite able to complete the Imperial Cup bubble in second. Friday, Jim, just back to the Triumph, Colixios, we kind of thought he was a, uh, the staying type of the big three in the betting they made the point that staying tight
1: often off to win this and yet neither of us went in on him <laughs> <laughs> I know and I, I know he was a staying type, but looking at it, the way he quickened up towards the end he didn't look slow at all I, I was really really impressed I've been quick to slide Quilexios off, off, off all season and I was I, lo- I was wanting to get Zana here beat although the facts with Tritonic were telling me not to trust that Adonis race I still continue to um and we saw the emergence of I think a nice horse next year in Hot and Calors. Um first time for Mullins out uh, in a juvenile hurdle. Um and he he was I like the way he went and hopefully the keeping for next season for a supremos or something along them lines. Adagios ran a cracker for connections. Uh Qualixios was good. Next, uh, I, I don't know where I stand with him I want to see him do it again and I think in the end it was a slightly disappointing renewal of the, of the triumph hurdle um, and I, I want to see him do it again and it'll be interesting to see who faces him and where, where he goes next don't have a really strong opinion about the, the county hurdle apart from Miltwood wins all um, the Albert Bartlett now we got to 2.30 on the Friday and my mum Ask me, you haven't really had any big prize winners yet. And then next race, baseball bat, straight out the park. I didn't hit my mum on the back of the head with a baseball bat. That probably sounded wrong. Um, And Vanillier absolutely bolted up. and, And I think I lost the feeling in my hand because the amount of times I was whacking my leg with it. I lost my voice because of the amount of shouting that was going on. I thought it was a superb ride by Mark Walsh and another disappointing um, thing to happen for Jonathan Moore who's, who's ridden this horse more often than anyone else this season um, led from pillar to post, jumped a lot better, he was a bit keen early on which I was slightly worried about and he was sort of having his own way and I thought what's he going to have in reserve to say that um, he's never well he, he's run at three mile before but he's been more reserved and um, he absolutely bolted up in the end what He's probably, was it below par Albert Bartlett? Maybe we've been ruined a bit in the recent years. Um, Statler wins the National Hunt Chase next year. I'll tell you that, Lou. Um, Oscar Elite ran well. Um, Fakira was disappointing, Lou. What was your take on him? Uh,
0: on, the, on the potato race? Uh, look, I, I think on paper, there, there wasn't loads between... The uh, I guess the likes of who's whose bits of form early in the season would have put him in the mix, he, he like I said, it was just a one flop at Leopardstown last time out, and there wasn't a standout horse in the race. So, whilst Fakira was a little a bit disappointing, I'm not sure whether it was a mega underperformance, if you know what I mean. There might there might be ten horses in that race within about seven or eight pounds of each other, you know. And if 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 you ran that race again, Vanillier would would likely win it again based on what he did. But the placings between through second and seventh, you might end up with six different, you know, six different uh, an order of six different horses. You know what I mean? So. Mm. While well, Sakira was disappointing, I'm not sure I would be rushing to. I don't want to say put a put a complete line through it, but for horses I fancied and have disappointed, there've been ones I've been shocked at more. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. just because it was, it looked like a messy race on pace and it pans out like a fairly messy race. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. I, I'm glad you brought up Adagio for the triumph. I think we said. On the previous podcast, that well, I think I said that I'd have, had, I'd have had Mon Miral as the number one English juvenile. He obviously goes straight to Aintree. Adagio's taken that title back off him at the minute, I think, after that. He's the one they have to beat at entry now. Uh, the Gold Cup, Jim. Uh, Minella Rindo. Now, admittedly, I don't think anyone would have been surprised by this in December. You know, and I did. I backed him before the Irish Gold Cup uh, at 11 to 1 to win the Irish Gold Cup and the Gold Cup on the basis that, well, if he gets his ass handed to him in the Irish Gold Cup, he's not going to be good enough to win a Gold Cup. <laughs> so that was very, very clever thinking there. Uh, but I guess to analyse this race, the first things we have to take out our one champ never went a yard, jumped awfully. Nicky Henderson re- thinks it's a reoccurrence of a back injury. Hard horse to have any sort of confidence in with, though. Again, because he's proven now that he can come back from a problem and it still exists. Mm. You know, it's not like he has got over his issue. Sometimes it might not affect him as much as it does, but the issue is something that is always going to be there. Uh, and Santini not—he's not, he's no longer even champion boat. He's been that bad this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was disappointing, wasn't he? Dismal.
0: <laughs> Absolutely dismal. Don't see how he wins another race running like that.
1: No. I saw divine. someone
0: I have to say that he has been scratched in the Grand National today. But I saw someone on another form of social media, right? Not on Twitter. On another form of social media say that their Grand National picks were Shantou Flyer, who isn't going to get in. And Santini. And he used Santini second in the many clouds chase as having good form over the Grand National course. He's on the mild make course and he failed to beat a horse beat a straight at a stone below him. I'd love to be a bookie, Jim, and just take money off people like that.
1: Yeah, he um, was abysmal um. The sort of, the main three broke away. Manila, Indo, Apluta and Abou. Um, Froden tailed off away, but still ran with a lot of credit for a long way, I thought. Native River had his head on the floor. He was trying that hard. He just didn't have the speed to lie up early on. Probably on that ground probably didn't suit him as much, but he plugged on really well in the end for fourth. Manila, Indo was given a very another good ride by Jack Kennedy, um, who will probably remember the week more for the Envoy Allen Fall two of his excellent rides that came in the week. Um, and for Rachel Blackmore, it'll be the one that got away. Um, she could have had the opportunity to ride Manila window and she took out blue tar. He just was never going to get to Manila Indoor. I, I thought she was maybe going better than him, but could just never get on terms. Alboom's jumping was slightly off, I thought. It wasn't inch perfect, but... Uh, he was People saying he was held in a pocket um, and couldn't get through. He had plenty of time to, to eventually go past the front two, and he, he never could. Do you um, reckon? I think Townend waited. When the gap
0: was there, I don't think Townend took it.
1: No. And, and then he shut. And, but I think he then had plenty of time to make up that ground on the running. And if he had enough horse underneath him, he would have passed them. But he didn't. Um, I think they were just finding more at the time. And n- maybe that was a slight underperformance trial boom in recent years. Or maybe he needs more uh, racing to get him more race fit. Um, Royal Pagai was out of de- out of his depth. Ken Boy hates Kiltman. Um Of course, it was disappointing we lost. and um, He's okay, that's the main thing. And um, I'm sure <laughs> he'll be back, I'm sure of it. He's he's just not been his year this year. Um, But hopefully, he'll be back. um, I think maybe at Sandown, possibly towards the end of the season, or he'll be back next year. No real rush with him to to bring him back to the course, but um, disappointing to say the least. And Menela Indo, Apluta, Henry de Bromhead has racing uh, by the short and curlies at the minute, and and it clearly shows this. He's buying quality horses um, and putting them to the top level and fair dues to it. Henry de Bromhead's at the top of his game at the minute. The Hunter chase, I don't... is never a race. I think this was arguably the race I was least enthusiastic about. Um, I was chuffed to see Corey Eve get ahead in front. To carry that penalty as well in this, I thought was what made it even more impressive. Townend was almost at pains to just give her a slap down the neck or anything. He was mostly hands and heels. And as soon as Ellie May, with 50, 100 yards to go, drew alongside, just give her a, a little slap down. Uh, and she went again. And I think it was fairly comfortable in the end. And, and uh, glad that it was a battle between them two, because they were the two main horses in this division. And it was even better to get on the winning side of uh, of this and the Martin Pipes, a race that I've always struggled to get somewhat of a grip on. Um, but it was a nice close closer to the card with Golopan de Champ. Um, An outstanding Cheltenham Festival. Um, maybe not one that will necessarily be well known for high quality and, and big fields, but a thoroughly enjoyable week anyway.
0: Yeah, I'd echo a lot what you said there. I agree about Froden. He deserves a good mention. Ran better than I was expecting him to... Native River is a dude and ran another great race in fourth, uh, the first two in the Gold Cup. I'd uh, have the standard setters in the division album, thought, oh, I-, I think could have been closer if Town had taken that gap. I don't think it was the difference between winning and losing, though. I think on the day, Manila Indo was just clearly the best horse and he's, he's the one that they've got to knock off the perch now. Uh, like you said, yeah, not too much else to say on the Fox hunt that provided a good finish. And I had good fun cheering on late-night pass for a long way. I thought it came to my Shape was shaping like he was going to uh, pose a threat as well before tiring. The Mare's race, race provided a cracking, cracking finish as well. Cole Reeve, probably got in the way of Ellie May a little bit, if we're going to be completely honest. But once she got ahead, she was not for passing. She fought and fought and fought and held off the Mare by... uh Half a length. They're two very, very smart animals. I, I texted him after the race and said, "Would Cole Wavy have won the Marsh, getting seven pounds?" And you thought, she, and you think she would have done? Yeah, I, I,
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I, I think she'd have beat Chantry House.
0: I, I wouldn't be certain, but I think I'd, I think uh, if I was to, uh, if you were to give me even money the pair of them, and give Cole Wavy seven pounds, I think I'd fractionally be with her as well.
1: She give weight to Ellie May, who was only um three three lengths behind the runaway Ryan winner?
0: Yeah, fair enough, Jim, fair enough. And the uh, Galapagomp obviously a horse and Mullins has had always fought a lot of he he went he was very, very well supported. Uh, for the four year olds Grade Two, wasn't it? Uh back in December behind Grand wa and ran no sort of race, Step back in the right direction in the Chanel Farmer and into a handicap. Rather impressive, you know, the Marty Pike produces good horses and they might be a decent one here. I'm not sure whether uh, exactly where his ceiling lies. You're probably expect him to do what, he, what he's often done with Marty Pike when it's ending him to be thrown into a grade one at Punchestown next.
1: Mm, yeah. I don't expect that. I think the first three are all very smart. I was impressed by how Flower uh, finished the race. I think the handicap has just got a slight grip on him at the minute. Um, but he was—I thought he was eye-catching when he was six in that Navin handicap hurdle. He was just nabbed late on a fifth by Milliner, and he was finishing strongly here again. And I think maybe I, I can see him being a one-fifties horse, um, but I, I think. I don't know if the handicapper's put him up with anything for this. I hope he hasn't. Uh, but I think the first three are all smart animals.
0: Fair enough, mate. Moving on, then, to the Fairy House Easter Festival. We are recording this on Thursday, so we only have full decks for Saturday. But we'll try and find some interesting horses over the weekend at Fairy House, if we can. We uh, just spoke about the both Ellie May and Mount Tired are taking each other running in the Boyle Sports Mare's Chase on Saturday at 2.20, a listed event. Out the weights, Jim, Mount Ida's the one they have to beat. He's the one they have to beat. She gets £6 off Ellie May and he's rated £2 inferior. However, at this trip, I think it's the Willie Mullins mare who is the likeliest winner.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um who beat Mount Ida prior to that uh, over 2 mile four. Um, at Thurlers as well, so I, I think Ellie May is still the one to beat here. I, I, that was a really good performance, as we mentioned early on uh, at Cheltenham, and uh, I don't know, we ain't got any prices at the minute, but I, I I'd have her uh, even money to beat Mount Nida.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. I can I can see that. That's probably the, the uh, biggest race of the Saturday at Fairy House. There's a a decent novice handicap hurdle uh, EBF final. It's a Grade B race. I'm just mentioning that because th- there are a couple of nice types in there. On Eagles Wings is a horse who I've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times, and he's top weight in that. Off One Seven, he won at NACE at uh, the same week as the Cheltenham Festival, and he, some of his form is is rather smart. You know, handed Captain Kangaroo, a beating in his maiden hurdle. Turned over Toregraph in a bumper back in October. He's rated 137. Uh, the jockey claims seven. So, he's a nice type going forward. Not sure whether he, he can win this, but it's a nice place. Meticulous he's back out. So, you know, he was a very, very good bumper horse, a son of refinement, uh, in the, in the Coolmore silks, the Tabor silks for Joseph O'Brien. And the likes of, uh, Fighter Allen and Cross Hill in there as well. Anything. You want to mention that there, Jim Julie Stowaway as well was another good bumper horse. Beat Bally Adam last season, if I remember rightly, before finishing uh, midfield in the champion bumper. He's not quite done it over hurdles yet, though. But there are several interesting, interesting types in that race.
1: Yeah, a, a very, very nice race. The um, Panda Boy, I was impressed with what he did on his debut. Um, I know there's question marks about the horses he beat. Um, Claire Rogers is, is sort of. Not the sort of horse you want to be beating, but I was impressed with what he did uh, after a few errors that he'd done early on in the race. and um, He kept on strongly in the end, for, and for his first run, I thought it was a really good performance. So, I'm interested to see him here. Um, and another horse as well that we need a few to come out for is Limestone Rock, I'm a fan of. I I, I had a feeling he's a bit of a, the new Sam's profile. Um, and was disappointed last time. Needs a couple to come out here, but I think he's interested if he, he does. And Cappadono, who was third to Velvet Elvis last time, um, just ran a bit flat and lost his position, and he could, just couldn't get back on terms with him. And uh, I was impressed with how he'd done his maiden hurdle beating Dunboy uh, at Clonmel. So I think there's still a nice handicap in him somewhere off a mark of one three one.
0: Fair enough, Jim and the Rival Handicap Hurdle is a grade A race, it's a very, very competitive affair. And we do have prices for that. Five to one Eclair de Beaufort, eight Goua de seventeen to two Escalade, Magic Tricks, Hurricane Cliff, 10s, golden jewel, twelves those days are gone, ruler ruler, fourteen to one, Bar then. Very, very decent
1: little races, mate. Yeah, Hurricane Cliff's the horse who's been on my attention for a while now. Um and he, I like the way he Put Captain Kangaroo aside last time. Um, stayed on very strongly towards the end and looked more straightforward than Captain Kangaroo. I think that race might turn out to be fairly decent. Um, he'd been running well in other maiden hurdles behind some decent horses. Micro managed get my drift and G-Rex in that one at Leopardstown. Uh, a mark of one thirty, I think, can be worked upon. And, and the help of Hugh Morgan taking five off, I think 17-2 to two is a price that I'm interested in. and um, I, I think he's got a decent chance in this I, th- I think the experience of running in these big field maiden hurdles will certainly help him here
0: Fair enough Matt. there's one I quite like in this 10-1 to 1, which is Golden Jewel has some very very good Irish handicap form uh, to his name runner up in the Ladbrook last season two of those days of God you know, £4 pounds between them in the ratings. The meeting here with 10 uh, as in terms of OR and Golden Jewel claims free this time. So, really, there's a, there's a £13 pound swing there between their running in the Ladbroke last season. And I, I think the form has been held relatively well as well, over hurdles this season, had a goal chasing and was arguably a little bit disappointing at Clonmel, but his second in the WKD hurdle at Down Royal back in October to Cade Boy was a good one. Cade Boy went and ran uh, midfield in the uh, county hurdle at Cheltenham. You know, he progressed well this season. He was also second to Advanced Virgo in another competitive handicap at Fairy House. And Advanced Virgo is a horse who has enjoyed a good time of things as well. He was midfield in the Landbrook uh at this year's Dublin Racing Festival. So I think that's a decent form line. Getaway Gorgeous was also in behind that day. And she's had a fairly decent season. Ronnie the Ladbrook himself, his time golden Jewel finished fifth. I, you know, nothing much else to say about him. I think 1-3-1 is, is a mark that is consistently workable for him. And that he can run well. In fact, at 10-1 a horse, he was who was generally run more good races and bad in races of this nature and isn't on a harsh mark. I think he's a very, very fair bet at 10-1. to 1. Although I would agree that with uh, Jordan Gameford claiming seven off they both who he's a right favourite. He ran fourth in the county at Cheltenham last time.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a race in him off that mark and he's been dropped a pound for that as well.
0: Completely. Moving on to the Sunday, we don't have... Final decks of these, so it's just going to be a little bit of a uh, a brief overview, I think. But we'll go. We'll start with the Paddy Uh suspended ceilings, novice hurdle, apparently. Uh, interesting race here, mate. Some of a couple of horses who didn't go to Cheltenham are entered. I wonder how many will actually turn up. But you've got the likes of the Devil's Coachman. The real deal and Cape Gentleman all in there.
1: Yeah, um, of course. Liam was quite hot on the Devil's Coastman prior to uh, the festival, and then realised that he was out, so he's of obvious interest here. He's got some nice novice hurdle form in Ireland. Um, Gabbinaco as well was brought down at the first in the uh, in the Martin Pipe, um, which. <laughs> here looks like the next credible option. He, he'd been running well in, in races, and you've got MC Muldoon in this, who I, I quite like to run a big price uh, in the Supreme, but he, he didn't in the end. A horse that I'm going to go for here is, is Echoes in Rain. Um, beat Belfast Banter last time by eight lengths who's since gone and won the county. Um, she's a keen-going sort. and uh, In the Moscow Flyer, she was far too keen for her own good, and... Um, sort of ran away with Danny Mullins, and he couldn't really control um, her. And and last time, Paul Townend managed to keep a good hold of her and and track track the second for a fair distance and extended fairly comfortably a fair way out. And she'll obviously... get a bit of an allowance here for being a mayor but I think there's a lot of potential from her, and I, I think there's a bit more to come and I, I'm hoping they'll go here uh, and I think there'll be a bit of a price about her.
0: Fair enough mate, I do like that shout I do like it uh, There's also Colin Quinn BMW, that's you know, a grade two, uh, there's 20 odd runners entered at the minute, gentlemen's game probably being the most interesting of them uh, the real deal's in that as well, as is Hill Bob, who had very decent early season form uh, when he beat Fakira at Navin. Uh, I don't I think it's hard to pick a winner of that, not knowing exactly who's got to go up, but I thought it was just worth a mention because could, there are a couple of tidy enough animals in that. The big race, old Jim, is the underwriting Exchange Gold Cup. Uh, used to be the powers gold cup and the ryan egg gold cup it's a new name but it's the same race we do have price for this at the minute it's four to five in mean four's latest exhibition five's a Steerium for lunch 15 to two did frame nine conflated 12's franco de Port and Jamadil. 14's cedarwood road scarlet and dove and 20 to one bar them uh if energy means fit he's going to take fair whacking in the event do you think oh i think he's i you
1: know i think he's a beast I think he's a beast, but having had that slight niggle, that slightly worries me next race back. Um, I was really impressed with what he's done so far. Latest exhibition's coming here, a fresh horse as well. I might look. This might be one of the only times I look to take Nergamine on after this slight little niggle, because I know that Latest Exhibition will be going into this fighting fit if he if he does turn up. Or I, I hope he does go for this. I'd rather him go for this than run him in the Irish National. I don't know about you. What do you think, Lee?
0: I, I think I'd run him here as well.
1: I, I think I'd rather keep him as a novice and keep him the way he is rather than keep than try and step him up in trip against in a what can be a rough race. I'd, I'd rather him have an easier time in this.
0: Yeah, I think I'd agree. I'm not... Whilst I think he stays three miles well enough, I'm... I'm he doesn't strike me as a horse who wants an absolute slog.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought that at the start of the season, maybe he's not that sort of horse, but the more and more the season's got on, I think he will enjoy that test just maybe next year.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that, but I, yeah, I don't think I'd be going down the Irish national route with him. I know it's very possible. Paul Nolan knows a horse, but I do. But if they weren't thinking about it, I don't think I'd have come up with it myself. Mm. Uh I did write after he won on his chasing debut, Jim. Andy Dufresne, Ryanair Gold Cup. So I hope he I hope he lines up here. I just thought it was the obvious race for him because he didn't take him to Cheltenham last year. It's normally a little bit of a let's be fair, it's normally the most winnable second half of the season, grade one. You know. It, it'll be easier than any of the punches town on. Uh Aintree racers normally and I thought a mid-range trip over uh, almost exclusively Irish opposition will be exactly what this horse needs and that'll be where he wins his grade one I don't think he's quite on energy means level though if the Mullins mm. horse turns up he might have a bit much, I think he might have a little bit too much pace for latest exhibition if they were to run and how much do you trust Asterion for launch now? Because that was his best round of jumping ever, everett so?: Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, you've certainly got to chuck him into the mix after that. Um, maybe you'd like to have seen him finish a bit, a bit closer. He wasn't fluent at the last. Um, I didn't think he jumped that very well. Uh, and he was hanging a bit to his left, but that's Asterion for launch. Um, you would take him with a pinch of salt here. I think I'd. I think I'd, I'd back. What price did you see the latest exhibition was again, Lou?
0: Four to one.
1: I'd be a serious scumbag to back him each way, wouldn't I? Do you would be. Do you want to? Yeah, I the scumbag that I am. Um, maybe four to one. If someone was very generous enough to offer nine to two. Five to one. I think that would be one of the bets of the year.
0: That's disgusting. I think you
1: know, you mean, absolutely dances up. The niggle doesn't worry me.
0: If he's, if he wasn't fit, he wouldn't run him. You know, I get that. I get that. that's how I see things like that. Especially when it's only minor ones. Yeah, I guess you could have a little bit of a doubt if it was a longer term injury. But to be fair, right? If it wasn't the Chotland Festival, would we even know about Ineos setback? No. Do you know what I mean, if if this was in if it happened to say like November and he missed his beginners chase by a couple of weeks, I don't think anyone would care. So if they run him, that's good enough for me, and I think he'll dance up. Proper grade one animal. Fair enough. The Irish Grand National. Interesting. They currently bet six to one Tiger Roll, seven to one latest Exhibition. We don't know that the first two of them turn up. Eight is Sempo, tens of Us to Golden Run Wild Fred, same price as the big dog. Twelves Coco Beach the moral winner of the Kimmuir. is Ascariat and Far Class sixteenth court made Espanito Bello home by the lee and off you go. Jimbo, you said you hope Tiger. Well, you said you think Tiger will run here.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd rather him run here so that then I don't can't think on the same weekend as Ain'tree that he could have won the race, um, the big one itself. Um, there's a couple of horses I like in this. Sempo, I like that the fact that they're finally giving him a proper marathon trip and stepping him up because he's been flying home over two miles. And the price has gone with him, and and everyone probably thinks the same as me. So that's the only thing that puts me off. If you give me twenty Sempo, I'll be all over it. Um, but finally, they're stepping him up in trip. They stepped him up to um, three miles in the Albert Bartlett last year, and I, he just plodded on at the same pace. And then this season, they've been keeping two mile three, two mile five, and, and the last two times two over two miles. So I'm glad they're stepping up, stepping him up in trip. Um, Mark of one three nine. I think there's certainly a race or a big race handicap in him. Um, my main selection in the race is Espanito Bello um, of Barry Connells. and I've been impressed with how he's jumped this year and, uh, and how much he's enjoyed going chasing. Um, last time out, I, he would have won that grade two, beaten Coco Beach, um, if he hadn't have pecked so badly at the last and he's he gone up a pound for that, and they raced off-level weights with Cocoa Beach last time. He's off 150 here, Cocoa Beach, and Espinito Bello's off 147, so he's getting the three pounds off him here. Um, He beat Cocoa Beach over two mile three early on in the season on heavy ground and stayed on really strongly. I think this sort of marathon trip will be right up his street. And I think the 16 to 1 about him is a nice enough price on a horse that's on the upgrade. Uh, And I still don't think we've reached his full potential yet. Very lightly raced, only the nine starts and and four of them over the fences. I think 16 to 1 could be uh, a nice price about him. Fitzhenry is another cliff horse of mine if he gets in here. Um, uh, I think he needs a couple to drop out if he is to get in. But I thought he was very eye-catching in the Leinster National last time towards the rear jumping was a bit sticky but he kept on really strongly in the end to only finish seven and a half lengths off the winner in the end in a, in a Manners finish um he's a horse i've got a bit of time for and i do think one day he will pop up in a big race um i, I think this sort of trip three mile five will be up his street he'd been running well over three mile one uh prior to that and I, he was second behind roaring bull a couple of years ago in that uh, Paddy Power Chase over three miles so staying Chase he's, uh, he's got good experiences in and this will be his first time to 3-5 and I think he'll be competitive if, if a few of these drop out and he gets in wow. but uh, I think Espinito Bello's the main one for me
0: fair enough mate and me, Espinito Bellows on my shortlist as well like I think he'd have beat Coco Beach last time I would he not made that horrific error
1: agreed so
0: he has to pose a threat here I like the big dog as well. Yeah. I, I liked him as a hurdler, mate. You know, some of his form starts up uh, fairly well. You know, why the TF is is no real mug. He beat him in of his hurdle at Goran or on Fiesty's day, I think, back in the day. And then he went and ran a semi-decent race in the Nathaniel Lacey and finished second to 0-10, who is a good horse of Emmett Mullins' uh at the Punchestown Festival. A little bit of a slower start to chasing, but he ran, I think, like, as horses often do, uh, in the manner of a, a horse who was always going to come into his own as the season went on, and he was asked to go further distances. And I like horses who kind of run well in early season beginner's chases over trips I'd consider a little bit too short for him. And that's what he did. third behind Cole Reaver on his debut at Punchestown the fences but there were still horses like Fatsy and Vitalwa who were no mugs in behind him the uh, beginner's chase he was third in at Punchestown could have been a grade three I think Longhouse Poet and Run Wild Fred first and second the big dog third opposites attract the Odds Vitalwa, all behind him uh, in the field Mr Hendricks as well who's a nice horse of Jesse Harrington's uh, turn the tables with the big dog, later in the season at Punchestown. He was pulled up that day. But we saw the first real class performance from the big dog when he won the Punchestown National Trial. Stayed on really well to beat Screaming Colors who would have been very, very close in the Midlands National had he have jumped. Uh, One of the worst rounds you'll see all season. And he still managed to finish within five lengths in fourth. Uh, So I think the the form is boosted there. Moy Henner who was in third run a very good race over a trip short of her best in the mare's chase at Cheltenham as well. So the big dog, up £9 to that. I think that's exactly fair. I think there's more to come from over in this trip. And you made the case for Espinito. Bello, there's nothing nothing much else I could add to that. They'd be my two against the field, although I really respect Run Wild Fred and he'd be my pick for the King Muir had he turned up.
1: Yeah, and just an interesting fact about the big dog, he's carrying 10 stone 5 and Jamie Codd is going to be riding him. Do you know the last time Jamie Codd rode at 10 stone 5? How many years ago? It was 2004 he last rode off 10 stone 5, so it'd be interesting, here. obviously has to fancy his chances to be getting down to that way, especially for him.
0: Lovely stuff, mate. That makes me even more confident. They'd uh, they'd be my two if I was to have two swings on it, I think. There are a couple who are also in the Grand National, so uh, it'd be interesting to see who turns up here and who does go to entry. I'm sure there'll be some secret reprieve fans listening. He'll be hoping that they all go to Fairy House. Uh, elsewhere on that Fairy House uh, Easter Monday card, the Devonish Chases, a great two over two and a half miles. Fakia Doodery, the headline name, entered there. Again, not sure how many will turn. There are, there are several who actually skip Cheltenham in the like the likes of Battle Over, Doyen, Easy Game, Castle Grace, Paddy, Snow Falcon, or Nua. Uh They're all in that, and the Underwriting Exchange Hurdle, uh, which you know, that's the race that used to be the Strawberry Race, didn't it? Yeah, I think I, I thought that the the uh, the Strawberry Hurdle. It's not that anymore. Abacadabras has entered there, obviously came down early in the champion hurdle. It'll be interesting to see whether they won him there. Stepping uh, up
1: in trip as well.
0: Yeah, quickly. Beacon Edge, Cracking Smart, Grand Noir, French Dynamite in, in that. So do the bosses Oscar and Petit Mouchoir. You wouldn't expect the ball to turn up. It's a, it's a race that traditionally has a small field. But a couple of interesting entrants there, especially Abercadabra's up in trip.
1: Yeah, and also Stormy Island. Um, back with Willie Mullins now. For the FB Racing Club, so a a, a fascinating race, and it'll be interesting to see who turns up.
0: How much do you reckon they bought a forging? Three point seven five (laughs) million. No comment. No comment. No. Uh, Do you want to mention out on the flat?
1: I'm I'm been quite enjoying the flat. I know it pains. Probably you to hear it, but seeing the two-year-olds out already gets me excited for the for the flat season and um, that Musselburgh card on Saturday is something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing Colonel Faulkner uh, out on the grass. Um, won a maiden at Deauville. Um This is a two twenty-five at Musselburgh. Sorry, Won a, won a maiden at Dorville for Archie Watson and Holly Doyle. The third big nasty since come out and ran with plenty of credit uh, in an all-weather qualifier, the Spring Cup, um, just faded towards the end. I think a mark of 83 is fair enough. Um, there's some other progressive horses in the race, but I-, I think there's a slight bit more to come. The third behind Legion of Honour, the form of that's been boosted. Captain Cooper has since come out and won a seven-furlong maiden at Newcastle. Legion of Honour is entered in the Buridan Stakes t- on, on Friday, uh, and also in the guineas so i think there's a bit of decent form line between that and there's a bit of five to one around uh for him um i'm looking forward to seeing jabber back at musselburgh in the three o'clock um he's been to musselburgh before and won off a six pounds uh, lower but i think it, it's a bit of a specialist course and he's been there once and, and and shown off his colors and i think he'll go well in that and in the queen's cup Glencadden glory is back to the same mark that he was second to Fajera Prince at, uh, off in the Ebor, and I think if he gets a fairly easy lead up front I think he'll, he'll go well um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him out but the two old races are back keep your eyes out for the profitables uh, made a flying start the other day at Kempton and I think there was a second in France for a profitable today as well uh, and of course the Queen Hen Harrier uh, is out of profitable so we're looking forward to that as well.
0: Fantastic mate. Uh for the RTR nap come make you three?
1: Um I think my three will be them three at Musselburgh. I know we've talked through um the the jumps, um but my nap will be Colonel uh, Colonel Faulkner in the two twenty five in the Royal Mail. Uh my next best will be Glencadden Glory in the Queen's Cup and my reserve will come as Rocky in the Scottish Sprint Cup.
0: Fair enough, mate. Uh, I think my nap of the weekend is as, as boring as it is Will be Ellie Do Just think she's the likeliest winner. Uh, of the period, and my next best one in the Sussex champion Hurdle, which will be Roland Ward, who I think will be very well handicapped if bouncing back from a slightly disappointing effort last time out. But his third to Miss Heritage earlier in the season now looks like good form. And he was a good juvenile. I think he's running off 1-2-2 two, two in that race at Plumpton. I think he could pose a threat off that mark. You know, consist- running consistently of higher weights earlier in the season and for some reason just didn't fire at all at Fakenham last time out. But if she can bounce back from that, he'll surely pose a threat off that sort of mark. And... <sighs> See, I kind of wanted to nap only one of the listed races at Cork because we've brushed over it and I thought it'd be nice for me to, to have some interest on the flat. Can't really find anything. I'm hugely interested. Make a challenge. And Princess Zoe are the two uh, headline names in the Cork... Uh listed races oh go on let's let's, let's reserve Golden Jewel mm-hmm. in in the big handicap at Fairy House uh, before we go we do we are running a charity sweepstake for the Grand National this year uh, we've already got after it's been up for just over a day I think we've already got uh, nearly half of them uh, sold so please please, lads uh, if, if you're listening and you've enjoyed the podcast over the past few years, and you fancy giving something back to the sport or to a charity that's uh, close to you, give us a DM. Uh, it's a five pound to enter, and we'll split the uh, two hundred pound fund between uh, the charities of the first four home. It should should be good fun. It should create a good laugh on Twitter and, and on here as well. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good fun, and uh, hopefully for once Turf Talk will be doing something actually worthwhile for society. <laughs>
1: cracking! And um, hopefully we'll be back next week for uh, Grand National runner by runner and a Grand National. Well, an entry preview in general.
0: Yeah, I think I think Monday for the Grand National runner by runner. We'll have we'll wait for the five days and then we'll go from there. And a little bit later in the week when we have more of the cards for the rest of the entry. Uh, but then, the Grand National 1 is a show I like doing most, so I'm sure I'll, I'll babble on for about five hours. <laughs> uh, Sorry, all right. I'll well, ask yeah, you Azerbaijani boys to listen. Uh, thanks for rating the racers for their continued support, and thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you all next week. See you soon. Stay safe.